0: Like, I've lost my wife. It's... I I don't love that. I think it was Gloria Steinem said once, every woman needs a wife. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I I agree agree with that that as well. well.
1: you i've been trapped in a well for four months
2: (laughs) (laughs) marie is that where you've been
1: i ran out of minutes on my phone but i knew you'd find me
2: (laughs) stay where you are i'm lowering the microphone down to you (laughs) we are back Obviously, it's been a minute. The last time we talked, Whoopi Goldberg was suspended from the view.
1: <laughs> and the biggest thing on our minds was she will not be coming back. We went to bed <laughs> that night <laughs> thinking yeah, that, well, she's done. I don't think we're ever going to see Whoopi Goldberg again.
2: <laughs> actually, I thought she might be done. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we thought we better hop on the mic and just confirm to everyone <laughs> that she actually did return to work. She came (laughs) back. So if you've been waiting, if you don't watch The View, but you do listen to (laughs) Days of the View, Mm -hmm. and you've been waiting to find out what happened to Whoopi Goldberg, she's back. Thank God. And not only that, so are we. We wanted to put together a little episode to get caught up on everything we've missed. And we also want to chat about the ongoing search for Meghan McCain's replacement. Mm-hmm. So that is what has gathered us here today. It's been a very busy time. Marie was so burnt out. She fell down a well.
1: I was so burnt out that I saw a well and I thought, oh God, wouldn't that just feel nice and re- cool and refreshing <laughs> and jumped right in.
2: <laughs> That's what happens when you're doing Job, another job, another job. <laughs> hotel, another job. You run out of time to do podcast, mm-hmm. so it's very nice to be back with you here today. Yeah, it does. And during Pride Month, you know, we would never miss an opportunity to do a Pride episode.
1: No, this is a a really massive, important month for us, and it would <laughs> we would be remiss to not acknowledge it with an episode of. favorite (laughs) podcast, Deja the (laughs) View.
0: Yes, queen! (laughs) Get right!
2: And so, like, talking about all the things that we've missed in the last few months, Mm -hmm. you know, there's another show that wouldn't miss an opportunity to celebrate Pride, and that's The View. (laughs) (laughs) Listen up, queens! amazing Thursday
0: show will have you saying oh my god because in one fabulous view exclusive we have all of rupaul's drag race all-stars i
2: didn't know i needed an introduction
3: yes
2: <laughs> <laughs> we haven't had a chance to like debrief on what happened when the cast of rupaul's drag race all-stars all-winners came to The View mm-hmm. to take it over.
1: Yes. Listen up, queens. And that was on the actual real live broadcast, not on Facebook Live, so it was a very big deal.
2: Paula Ferris was not asked back, <laughs> nor was Megan McCain, <laughs> nor was Nina West.
1: <laughs> so Kevin, what happened on that day?
2: I thought it was really cute. I thought it was a good it they they definitely like produce something out of it as opposed to like just having Paula Ferris come out with a pride flag and <laughs> you know have them as like props or whatever. Yeah. Like in the past when they've had Monet Exchange on like it's usually just to kind of like hand Megan McCain something yes. and, <laughs> and leave. Yeah. Or it takes place on like Facebook Live. Yeah. So I thought this was really nice. They had them walk out and do this like choreographed kind of like pageant walk Mm -hmm. as they like introduce their names. And I remember watching that and just thinking like, wow, like they had to like hire a choreographer for this. (laughs) And then they all kind of like stood on the stage as Born This Way by Lady Gaga played. (laughs) And they just kind of stood there and like bopped. I felt like that portion like went on a little long.
1: Here's did you did you know about this or am I breaking some news to you? I believe Uh, it was Monet who tweeted
2: on sibling rivalry.
1: Yeah. And on Twitter.com said (laughs) that they originally wanted them to all lip sync the words of Born This Way when they came out. And in the rehearsal when that was happening, and they all kind of remembered the lyrics of Born This Way, when Lady Gaga, when Stephanie Cerminata goes through and starts just naming races and ethnicities of people and using words we don't really use in 2022, they were all like, we're not going to do that.
2: Yeah, she said they had the lyrics up on like a teleprompter (laughs) for them. So it's even funnier to think about them just bopping to the yeah. song and, like, why it felt so long. Because they were supposed to be, like, performing yeah, a lip sync. exactly. I thought it was good. It's just, like, it's not how I would have produced it. Mm-hmm. I would have had, if it was going to be a Drag Race takeover, then they should have had them, like, take over Hot Topics or something. Yeah. That That would have been cute, but... Like, nice to see them. You know who actually had a really well-produced interview when the Drag Race queens were doing press was Kelly Clarkson. Mm-hmm. She had Evie, Shay, and Raja, and maybe Jinx, I'm not sure, on her show. And I realized on that day that Kelly Clarkson clearly had like never seen an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race in her life. But she was so like genuine uh-huh. and, like, into it.
1: Kelly Clarkson is the type of girl who would call uh, that show RuPaul's. And that's <laughs> yeah. okay. That's okay, because she would do it from a really good place in her heart.
2: I also call it RuPaul's. I'm gonna
1: start calling it RuPaul's, and I'm gonna start calling Canada's Drag Race Canada's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And just assume everyone knows what I'm talking
2: about. We also had a view union as yes, we did. They gathered the original View co hosts, minus Barbara. They returned to the hotel that they auditioned at and they filmed mm-hmm. like a little segment to help celebrate the show. Um, they talked about the same things that they talk about every time that they <laughs> reunite them. <laughs> they talked about the things that they talked about on behind the table again and. Mm you know, it was nice to reunite them for the first time since the 20th anniversary when they reunited (laughs) them, (laughs) like it's nice.
1: That was my sentiment. When I was watching it, I actually had a moment where I like forgot what, why I was watching it for. Like I forgot that it was for the 25th anniversary. And I thought that once again, they were promoting behind the table because we've seen it all before. There was nothing new that came out of this.
2: Yeah, like I'll always watch and I'll always enjoy that. I mm-hmm. I, love to see Star Jones in any room, but mm-hmm. we just did it five years ago. We were doing it all the first half of the season on the podcast and there's so many view co-hosts that we haven't heard from that yeah. I think we want to hear from and I don't know why we're not allowed to hear from them. <laughs> I mean most of them I know have n- had no interest in being heard from but there's one co-host in particular that expressed that they were interested Michelle Collins on mm-hmm. like a episode of her podcast she was talking about how she was invited to participate in like a reunion amongst all the different View co hosts, or I think at least a, re- a reunion in some capacity. She was mm-hmm. uh, asked to be a part of it. She agreed to be a part of it, and then it just disappeared. And she doesn't, <laughs> she didn't say why. I don't think she knows why. I'm assuming because not enough people agreed to do it. I don't know.
1: Wouldn't having <laughs> anyone come back? be better than just like not having than having only the same four people come back.
2: Yeah, like at least have the ones that are willing to be mm-hmm. there be there. Yeah. But, you know what? We'll take what we can get. I guess <laughs> it's not an intimate sit down with Rosie O'Donnell and Elizabeth Hasselbeck, but it's nice to see the girls again.
1: Even what they were talking about was we had heard it all before. Like they talked about so what did you girls all think about every time we would get spoofed on SNL. Like, we've heard this before. They even had the same jokes.
2: Debbie used to, or Star used to drag Debbie out to the clubs and then Star would go home and Debbie would stay there all night. And then they'd write about it in the tabloids.
1: (laughs) And then Joy like, well, at least on SNL, you all didn't get played by men. Like, (laughs) that was a good joke the first four times.
2: Yeah. So, okay, flashing forward again, Mm -hmm. I feel like to make up for the lack of you co hosts willing to reunite, Uh they said, We've got to do something big. We're losing people here. (laughs) (laughs) And they announced that they're taking the show on a vacation to Mm -hmm. the Bahamas. Mm -hmm. They brought out the steel drums, the confetti the pineapple and coconut drinks Mm -hmm. and they said we're going on vacation and the audience could not have cared less (laughs) (laughs) the audience was like yay well i'm not going so exactly
1: this that studio (laughs) audience was thinking okay i came to the wrong show
2: (laughs) (laughs) the audience was like "Woo!" That's it.
1: Once they realized that it wasn't an announcement that they were actually going to Disney World and that a bus was coming to pick them up from the studio
2: (laughs) to take take them
1: to see Frozen live on Broadway, they (laughs) stopped clapping.
2: (laughs) Yeah. But this is exciting news. I am so happy that this is happening and I actually can forget all of the reunion stuff because this is what I wanted. This is what I want. And in the first place this is the when we started this podcast it was shortly after their or before their trip to Disneyland Mm -hmm. and those are the happiest memories that's true for us I've
1: never been to the Bahamas so I can't speak from personal experience but based on what I know it does seem like it's a lot of tank top weather there so I think it's (laughs) Safe to say that Sarah's- Sun's
2: out, guns out.
1: Sarah Sarah will be armed and dangerous (laughs) in the Bahamas.
2: And I actually was like, today I had a moment where I was like, should we go? And I looked up, (laughs) is it possible to get tickets? And- I think it is still possible to get tickets. The only problem is the flights are like $700. So
1: you're saying we need to start the GoFundMe.
2: We're starting the (laughs) Patreon. This episode will be Patreon only today. (laughs) But if you are listening and you end up in the Bahamas, let us know. We'd love to hear your...
1: Yeah. um, Or if you are listening and you yourself are unable to travel for any number of reasons, but you... Don't want us to not have someone not be there. I will go. <laughs> DM me personally. Don't DM the Deja the View account. DM me personally, and I will send you my passport info and we will get this handled together.
2: And we'll see you in the Bahamas, maybe. <laughs> They've been doing these little super fan things.
1: Oh my god.
2: Did you have a chance to see those? Yes. So the first one, I mean, I, there's two that I need to talk about. I think there's yeah. been three so far. But so the first one that we need to talk about is the gay one. Because they had on a gay man. <laughs> and they, like, shoot these nice little packages to, like, tell their story and mm-hmm. how it relates to the view. Mm-hmm. And they, had, they managed to find a man who came to terms with his sexuality mm-hmm. th- because of Sarah Haynes. <laughs> and... Not, his-
1: not unlike myself
2: <laughs> and they show all of this b-roll of him like finding happiness and working through mm-hmm. his struggles with like coming to terms with himself and his family um, and he has like a husband and children now and they showed like footage of him at work and he's like sitting at his desktop computer watching The View my name is Matt and I'm a diehard fan of The View my coworkers know that when my door is shut, my blinds are closed. They're like, "Okay, he's on lunch. He's probably watching the view. Leave him alone. He'll be back out at one o'clock. It's my time."
1: <laughs> door is closed. Blinds are closed. Brian's on. Brian's on lunch, watching the view. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and yeah, so he said his favorite co-host is Sarah, mm-hmm. and. This is what I'm talking about when I say that Sarah relates to viewers that aren't always the same as us. Like sometimes Sarah isn't for us and this is who Sarah is for. Gay men who have small children and a husband Mm -hmm. and Sarah is a reminder of how to have an LGBT person in your family (laughs) and do it so gracefully. She has experienced so much of what I've experienced and what my family has experienced navigating having an LGBTQ plus person in your family and and doing it so gracefully. And that is, those are Sarah's people. Like who is Sarah's audience and who is she resonating with? It's young parents and in particular young LGBT parents Mm -hmm. and people who have an LGBTQ (laughs) plus family member and want to do it gracefully.
1: (laughs) That was such a twit, a, pl- a plot twist, as they say, when <laughs> he started talking about how Sarah is his favorite host and how Sarah in particular has really helped him and has been a beacon of hope in these last few years. Because I honestly thought that I was the only person <laughs> who was still out there rooting for Sarah day in, day out. But turns out, (laughs) as someone else with two
2: small children, yeah.
1: (laughs) Turns out, this guy had me beat. I also really loved that in his super fan segment, he was talking about how over the years, The View has always had gay people on, and every time they'd have like a gay person on, it would help him come to terms that it's like okay to be gay and accept himself. So he's like, they're airing this like voiceover of him talking and they're playing this montage of like, like stills of every time a gay person, is, <laughs> every time a gay person was on the view, it's like Cynthia Nixon, <laughs> Jane Lynch, Mario don't <laughs> Billy Porter. And then in his voiceover, he's like, every time they would have a gay person or an ally. And when they said, when he said ally, it, it, ...switched to a photo of Lady Gaga. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever produced that segment said, girl, you're not bi.
2: (laughs) You do gotta pick a side.
1: (laughs) Barbara Walters herself (laughs) personally (laughs) put that segment together.
2: Okay, and then, so in addition to the gay, they also had this pair of best friends named Lori and Ellen from Mm -hmm. North Carolina, and they just break down what they love about each of the co-hosts. They're like, Whoopi, she is just common sense, so real. And I love when she does all her voices. That's (laughs) how you know she's at her limit. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, and Sarah Haynes. I feel like they produced these all to uplift and support sarah (laughs) yes and that sarah haynes i could talk about that sarah haynes all day long she's like cotton candy isn't she (laughs) but then they said something that is like so not characteristically sarah they're like she could look at you and say i don't think that outfit looks too good on you and you'd say thank you before you even knew it and i could talk
0: about sarah haynes all day long it's like cotton candy and you look at you and say, you know, I don't think that outfit really looks good on you today. And you turn around and say thank you before you even knew you said it.
1: I was so confused when they said that. I I had to like watch it a couple times because at first I thought that they were just like dragging her outfits. And I was like, oh my God, they are so like us.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't think Sarah is like reading people like that. No. And, the f- and then they're like, and of course, Sonny. Well, I wouldn't be caught dead in a chicken coop. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so the surprise is that they are sending them all to the Bahamas. Like all yeah. of these super fans get to be, they're, get surprised to suddenly be appearing on The View. And yeah. they get sent to the Bahamas. Oh, my God. We need to talk about uh, Lori, the B-roll of her... Going, uh, going to the hairdresser, to the hairdresser mm-hmm. showing them a photo of joy Behar mm-hmm. and saying give me that
1: she went, went to her hairdresser said now i don't really follow celebrities but <laughs> give me this
0: <laughs> i like her style she has my style the earrings i've always worn the hair has been red for a while so i go to the hairdresser and i said can i show you a picture now, I'm not one to
2: follow stars, but can you do that for me? She said, well, just try. I said, okay. Well, that's how I want it. <laughs> it was like, perfect. And how did they find someone who literally, like, styles themselves after Joy Behar? I know. Great work on this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I want to know, and maybe this was explained, and I just, I wasn't listening, <laughs> But I want to know how they found these people. Was it like a process of like, did you have to like nominate someone who you know to be picked as a super fan? And then my follow up question is, what the fuck is wrong with everyone that we know that no one nominated (laughs) us to be the super fans?
2: (laughs) I know. I think they actually posted a long time ago, like asking for super fans to apply.
1: And no one thought, hey, guys. You should apply for
2: this. Or what's worse is how many people did submit us, and we just (laughs) didn't didn't make it.
1: We're on the same blacklist as Michelle Collins. (laughs) Do not, do not invite. Do Do not not contact. Yeah,
2: (laughs) yeah. So then, of course, they surprise each of them. They they're live on the View, and they tell them that they're sending them all to the Bahamas. I particularly. Loved Ellen and Lori's reaction because mm-hmm. as they were going to commercial break and the View co-hosts have like said goodbye it like cuts back to them and one of them Ellen is holding a tiny dog <laughs> and the producer clearly must have just been like okay like celebrate like hug each other or something uh-huh. and they both just like embrace and they start going like oh <laughs> 10 seconds.
0: We will be right
3: back. I wait. Oh my gosh.
1: It was going on for so long and yet I was captivated the whole time. yeah <laughs> I'm really happy for them. I'm I'm a little bit questioning who our friends are, but I'm happy for them.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, other things that we've missed are that it was announced officially, and (laughs) I think this is, we never got a chance to talk about it on pod, that Sherry is getting her own show. Mm -hmm. She is the official... Kind of replacement for Wendy. Rest in peace. I am sad to see Wendy go, but I'm so happy that this is officially happening for Sherry. Feels like so deserved and such a long time coming. Yeah. And it's premiering this fall and it's called Sherry. Actually, (laughs) the Wendy show this week, I think, is the final week. Yeah. And Sherry is hosting.
1: And Wendy isn't going to be a part of the ending of it. They're just going to play. A, a, a highlight reel
2: of yeah her. you know what i had a dream last night that i was watching the first episode of sherry mm-hmm. and wendy came out
1: what the hell
2: like unplanned like sherry was sitting in the purple wendy chair <laughs> and then wendy just walked out and just <laughs> oh like <my>
1: God. <laughs> i hope that happens
2: i woke up sweating <laughs> but like what do you hope to see from the sherry show
1: I hope to see it run for a long time with no (laughs) first season cancellations. (laughs) That's my biggest hope for it.
2: I think it has a lot of potential to succeed. It's just difficult not getting to executive produce it myself. Yeah, Because I know I could get it right, but I don't (laughs) know if I can't... It's to be seen if they will get it right. Because I think... It's just so there's such a risk of them like trying to make it too much like Wendy. Yeah. So what I think would be great is like maybe Sherry comes out, does like a little monologue, and then goes into Hot Topics, perhaps with like a rotating panel of guests for the next segment, kind of like how Chelsea Handler yeah would do I was Hot Topics. Say,
1: you're just describing Chelsea lately.
2: <laughs> well, that's I've been saying since the Chelsea Lately show went away like Mm -hmm. it's insane that no one has taken that exact format which was successful and just recreated it and I think Sherry could be the one to like do that very successfully yeah and I think even if this even if she does you know do the same style as she's been doing on Wendy it's still a good show I just think Mm -hmm. that like if she has like lots of people to interact with she'll be better yeah Also, Jedediah Bela has a new show.
1: Oh my God.
2: (laughs) What is it? (laughs) She's found her next project. (laughs) She announced her new show. It's a podcast that is also filmed on. Okay some sort of network called Value Entertainment.
1: Okay.
2: So I haven't watched it, but I've seen her post clips of it. And it seems like she's just sitting there with a microphone, just like talking at you. She doesn't have a co-host. So it's just her ranting. And it honestly makes her look very unhinged. (laughs) (laughs) And so she dropped a trailer for it. And in the trailer, it's like this kind of like epic music like action music playing mm-hmm. and she says basically saying that she like left you know she's done it all from cable tv to network tv and i had all these amazing jobs but i left it all <laughs> behind because uh-huh. i'm tired of being overproduced and i just want to be authentic and talk about why things are so fucked up oh god <laughs> and then there's like a roll of her in like lululemon like throwing punches (laughs) and like working out and like doing Uh sit-ups while talking about freedom cut in with like american flags (laughs) is she also like the
1: only person working on this like did she put that together herself too like is there anyone else involved
2: (laughs) it's actually pretty well it's pretty slick i don't know
1: <laughs> like maybe she needs to be a little bit more produced
2: a little yeah a she little can be a little bit, bit less authentic yeah <laughs> those are all of the, the things that i thought like we absolutely must get caught up on mm-hmm. since our last episode of panic about whether Whoopi would quit the view or not <laughs> so i think we're all caught up on that But I mostly thought um, we were like very overdue to sit down and have a one-on-one personal conversation about the current status of The View's search for Meghan McCain's replacement. Mm -hmm. It's been so long now. It's been the whole season. I'm actually pretty happy that they have just decided not to hire anyone this season and that they've just taken the time to like have this long drawn out process because it's Mm -hmm. actually been really fun to watch. It adds this like new layer to have these reoccurring women on because I get to like listen to them, but I also get to judge them and like imagine (laughs) them. It's like I'm interviewing them for the job (laughs) as I'm watching. The
1: thing about having these like recurrent, this handful of recurring people is that each one of them brings out something different in the panel. Like, the panel acts differently with each of them. And so it's like a little test run of, like, what it could be like every day. And sometimes it's it's not great. (laughs) Some days are better than others. But it's interesting to have this little mix as opposed to jumping into something and settling down right away.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I love little mix. (laughs) So... It seems like they've narrowed it down to, I'm gonna say, four women, Mm -hmm. it seems. It seems like Alyssa Griffiths.
1: Alyssa Farah Griffin? Griffiths?
2: Campo Stuffy. (laughs) And Lindsay Granger. Mm -hmm. Stephanie Grisham? Mm Grisham? Or Grisham? (laughs) Stephanie Grisham. Stephanie Greeneggs and Grisham <laughs> and Tara Setmeyer, I would say, mm-hmm. is still mm-hmm. hanging in there by a thread. Yeah. Shout out, of course, to Michelle, who was that like sports reporter, if you yeah. remember, who had the Judge Janine Pirro voice and style. <laughs> and
1: Wait, you mean Michelle Tafoya?
2: Yes, Michelle Tafoya. <laughs> Michelle Tofino, <laughs> she, uh, I would say she's out of it at this point. Which she does I'm not,
1: this- pl- I'm okay
2: with that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think she was ever a fit for the job, but I was entertained whenever she came by. I will say that. <laughs> so I want to talk first about Alessia Griffin Farah. <laughs> Because it's actually been killing me this whole time. I feel like she's been on the show probably more than anyone else. And Mm. I've wanted to express how I feel about this because...
1: (sighs) Because if you see something, think about it and then say something. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I finally have a chance to say something and Mm -hmm. it's, I don't get it. What is it about this girl That is so interesting because to me, it's like watching paint dry. (laughs) I feel like this woman is just like any woman that was in the audience and they were like, hey, do you want to sit here today? Mm
3: -hmm.
2: That's what it's giving. I don't think this woman has any charisma. And so it's shocking to me that she seems to be in the lead for this job when I would put her dead last I'm interested to hear what you were thinking
1: here's what I think she th- reminds me in a sense of Abby and I think she
2: wishes
1: <laughs> it's like if Abby allowed herself to be openly ridiculed and made fun of <laughs> every day at work because they have her gagged in the worst way all the time she can never think of a comeback no. for when they like and they they're not even taught they're not even being like harsh like they'll just like make a little comment and she cannot come up with a comeback or even a reaction other than just being stunned
2: there's just a dial tone going
1: <laughs> the lights are on and no one's home and i almost feel like they they like that and like i don't even know if i'm talking about the the other hosts or the producers or who but like there yeah. has to be a reason why they keep having her back and i almost think that they enjoy that sense of familiarity of the abbiness of it all and at the same time and I'm just like, here's just a theory, and I could be completely off base with this. But it's like, if they have to have a conservative, do you think that they're almost tempted to be like, well, if we need to have a conservative, let's have someone who like we kind of just like throw stuff at, and she can't really like fight back.
2: Because she just wants to be here. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's what I think the hosts want. <laughs> Even though they say they want to debate with someone, I think yeah. they actually just want someone they can talk at.
1: Because when they do have like other people who will get to who can de- they who they can debate with, they just seem agitated and angry and frustrated with that. So with Alyssa Pheromone, I think that they <laughs> like having her as just someone who they can kind of talk at.
2: Yeah, but like we could set up a cardboard cutout and <laughs> put it in the chair if we needed to. <laughs>
1: Because here, here's – okay, I do really I, – I know you don't like her, but I like her because I do think that it's entertaining to watch. But that being said, if we're going to go that way, I would rather just have Abby back because at least Abby also just like when, – when we saw Abby come back as a guest host, mm-hmm. she was not the same Abby as before. She wasn't going to let herself get walked all over, and I do think that she's still yeah. a stronger person than – pheromone. So, I would rather just have Abby back
2: than this, like,
1: fake version of Abby.
2: Yeah, Abby... Even from the beginning, like she came ready to like debate, even mm-hmm. if her points were like super wacky and like <laughs> came from this really privileged, out of touch place, like mm-hmm. she always would respond and defend herself. Um, whereas Alessia Farah just literally says she's too stunned to speak. And this is yeah. like evidenced in there's like a, de- a day where they were talking about guns and. Alyssa said something, and Joy responded and said, "Like I disagree. It's as clear as the nose on your face." <laughs> and she, like, malfunctioned, and she yeah. just started going, "I, I, I which I hope is, "I, <laughs> I," like she had nothing to say. It's yeah. like Joy, like you have to be ready to clap back, and you don't yeah. have what it takes.
0: But I think that there are times that we misrepresent just because a gun looks scary. There's this notion that it's a higher caliber. But there was a ban on AR-15s, and then when George W. Bush got in, he lifted the ban, mm-hmm. and since then the numbers went up. I mean, it's as clear as a nose on your face. That Which I was apologized. Uh,
1: the one thing that I did really love was when Kellyanne Conway was there, and Kellyanne and Alyssa have a history of like their timelines of working in the White House seemed to like slightly overlap.
2: Well, but yes, because Kellyanne Conway put it out like this. Well, I left three months before you did. I believe you left a whole month after the election that you were having <laughs> such a problem with.
0: Um, but I have to ask you something. We served together um, briefly in the White House. My second time, uh, I admired you the first time when I was working for Pence. You were very helpful. What happened to me. the second time? Oh, the second time. No, I, I just meant I looked up to you. I was in, we were in more comparable roles. I was in more junior role the first time. Um, I broke with the president ahead of January sixth when the big lies started being shared. I resigned in December. December fourth, and I spoke out after January sixth when I saw a violent mob assault the capital. Is there a question in here? Yes. Okay. Um, how how do you still defend him? Do you still think he could be a good president after he tried to overturn our democracy? Okay, so I left three months before you did for my children. I have four of them. And uh, I
3: I said, less drama, more mama, and that's exactly what I did. I think you stayed a whole month after the election
0: that you were having a problem with. But that's... I wanted to help my that, junior staff no, get that's jobs. Good.
1: That's I stayed good, for three I think three people weeks should after. know that because I haven't seen you since you've changed. They're conversation was not unlike when tara reed was on the that show with jenny mccarthy and they were like good luck with sharknado 17 good luck with your fourth divorce like it was like that kind of fight and i felt like that was like the one time that she actually wanted to push back and maybe she doesn't want to push back with the view ladies because she simply just wants to be there like you said so she's like more willing to just like let them make those quips about her. But with Kellyanne Conway, she was like, I hate this woman.
2: But the problem is, Kellyanne ate her ass up. Yes, she. <laughs> and that's embarrassing for The View yes. to have someone like Kellyanne Conway come on. Yeah. And she's not a surprise guest. There's time to prepare. (laughs) And still, Kellyanne Conway read her for filth. And I should not be watching an episode of The View and walking away from it being like, yes, Kelly. (laughs) Yeah.
1: You shouldn't be like cheering on Kellyanne Conway in a fight on The View.
2: Yeah. But you can't deny that like Kelly got her. Yeah. And that's embarrassing.
1: When Janine Pirro. Is on the view. She's, you never walk away feeling like Janine Pirro won that argument. It was so bad. It was also like Kellyanne had clearly been awake since 4 a.m. and had already (laughs) had eight Red Bulls. And Alyssa was like still getting through her first coffee of the day. So they were just not on the same level at
2: all. (laughs) The best read that she had for her though, which like it was funny because it was true, is she said, we're, are we supposed to believe that you've seen the light and not just seen your name in lights?
3: Alyssa, if you're saying that somehow you think we're supposed to think that you've seen the light and not just see your name in lights, that's not fair. What that, do you mean I'm
0: still You're, I, you're, you're me not answering me
1: me you <laughs> I was like, yes. Like, she came with pre-written lines ready to destroy her. Yeah. And it worked.
2: So I today I like spent some time actually like looking up Alyssa, whatever, her Wikipedia page mm-hmm. um, and learning a bit about her. So she was a former White House director of strategic communications. And apparently she resigned just before January 6th. Mm-hmm. But Stephanie Grissom, mm-hmm. who we'll talk about later, resigned after. So they're very similar And immediately after Alyssa resigned, she started pursuing a career in television. And there was actually a Fox News report that came out that said that she actually was looking for a job in TV as early as 2020 before even leaving the Trump administration. But she denies it. (laughs) The other thing I found is this recent Vanity Fair profile about Alyssa and it like helped explain a lot about who she is. And I really recommend reading it. Although I did get bored halfway. <laughs> Apparently her current agent is Elizabeth hasselback's former agent. Okay. A little <laughs> kooky. Yeah. So her whole story is that she believes that she deserves big awards and accolades because <laughs> she spoke out against Trump mm-hmm. just before the riots mm-hmm. and during the riots. Yeah, And she thinks that she is God's gift to the earth because of it. She thinks that yeah. she did the right thing and sh- now she is has gone through so many struggles because of her bravery in speaking out. Yeah, And it's something that she will remind you of at any given time, that's her story. She did it as early as today.
0: For those of you who don't know my background, I resigned in December um, after the election was called for Biden. I was the first senior White House official to congratulate Joe Biden and his incoming administration. And then I was the first person to speak out and condemn January 6th. And because of that, I got death threats. I got targeted harassment. I still get them to this day.
2: And I think the reason why I can't, like, get into her at all is because i do feel like she wants an award for this or something like i yeah. do think she genuinely believes that she is a good person
1: she also like that's what's so bizarre about her is that she looks at everyone else who worked for trump even the people who have left like kelly and conway and stephanie grisham she looks at all of them and thinks of herself as so much better like a league above all of them even though they have also left and to anyone else, they're all very, very similar.
2: And it's like, oh, you left two days before the insurrection yeah. and you left one month before, I left three days after. Like,
1: yeah,
2: okay, you all are horrible, horrible yes. people.
1: And you're all still gonna vote Republican. So like, mm-hmm. w- what's your point? She really dislikes Stephanie Grisham. And it's funny that you said that she, like, has been trying to pursue a TV career for a while because when Stephanie Grisham's book came out, Alyssa was like horrified by it and was saying that she doesn't think that it's right to be writing a tell all about your time working in the White House because taxpayers were paying for that job and now you're profiting off of that. But how is writing a book any different than launching into a TV career based off of your time in the White House?
2: It's that this is the problem where and I <laughs> I don't want to talk too much about Stephanie yet during my Alyssa portion, but this is why I have to side with Stephanie over Alyssa is because Stephanie will own it and be like, I am a monster and I'm a terrible person. You're right. Whereas Alyssa actually thinks that she's a good person or something. Yeah. I remember like one of the first episodes that she was on The View, she was saying how since speaking out about Trump, her father like, Was so upset that he refused to attend her wedding. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) it again was like framed in this way of like, because of my bravery, I'm suffering. And I was like, okay, I need to look up who her father is. Her father is a man who owns like one of those like fringe right wing conspiracy, like (laughs) fake news websites. Uh What is it called? Oh, it's called World Net Daily.
1: Oh, okay. Sounds and like, <laughs> really legitimate.
2: Yeah, I took a quick look at it, and like it took all of three seconds to find something transphobic. So oh my that's God. like the that's Alyssa's background. Um, <laughs> <and> the <laughs> bravery for her was speaking out against Trump and her father not attending her wedding.
1: It's like to me, if you worked for Trump and you're still a conservative, you're still going to vote Republican. I'm like, what difference does it make if you're like, I actually don't like Trump anymore? Like, I can't... I'm not going to think of you as, like, this reformed like person. Reasonable Republican.
2: Yeah. I know. Like, I don't really think you can just, like... I don't think you can, like, honestly work for Trump and then just decide one day that actually he is bad after all. And also,
1: like... Trump is no longer who you're voting for but look at what Republicans are doing all over the United States with like criminalizing being trans and ignoring the call for like gun law reform like despite like ignoring Trump Republicans are doing horrible things right now and you're still one of them so like what does it matter
2: yeah and like speaking out against Trump is not brave speaking out Maybe about her own father and the shit that he's clearly doing. Maybe I would respect her a little bit for that. Exactly. But that's not what she's doing. No. Anyways, I think all of this stuff about Alyssa is actually making her out to sound more interesting than she even is because (laughs) I truly think, like, her biggest crime of all is that she's boring. Yeah. Like, she's just boring. And I think the baseline criteria for a view co-host is don't be boring. Like have charisma, have a personality. Like we should be hiring based on your personality and your chemistry with the other women. We shouldn't be hiring based off of her resume on paper because Mm -hmm. on paper, sure, might be a fit, but in reality, like it's not a fit at all. It's dull and I don't want to tune in and watch boring TV
1: <laughs> and I don't like when someone like okay it, this isn't your first week there anymore I don't so when you have to wait for someone to be like Alyssa what do you think like when you're just sitting there and not talking and not engaging and you have to wait for like someone to ask you that's okay when it that's the polite thing to do when you're it's your first week guesting but at this point she's still there like it's june 2022 (laughs) she's still there so like you can chime in it's okay
2: i don't even know how she got like a call back let alone has made it this far (laughs) but also like i wasn't gonna say this but look at a picture of her on the day she first started on the view and look at her a picture of her today those are different completely different women (laughs) like
1: She's going on a journey.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Just look closely. Okay. So in my rankings, Alyssa, Griffiths, Farron, Abraham Mm -hmm. is last. Okay. Dead last.
1: Really interesting.
2: After her, I think the next person that I would choose, although I don't have much to say, is probably Tara Setmeyer. Mm Mm-hmm. I think she's – I'm still a bit bored by it, but not as bored as I am by Alyssa. Mm -hmm. I think she's had many opportunities even before Megan left to kind of show us what she would bring. And I think like what she brings is just kind of the same thing that Anna brings. And it's just not – and I don't even mean, like, I'm not completely sure how Anna and her views, like, are the same or overlap, but mm-hmm. I just find, like, it's a similar kind of energy.
1: Yeah. And, like, the thing, like, they they gain a lot of things with, with Tara, but then, and I'm not trying, to, this isn't, I'm not just being ageist, but, like, if what they're looking for is a younger person for the panel, then it isn't Tara,
2: She seems like a CNN commentator, not a view co-host. Some people can be both, um, but I don't think Tara can be.
1: Some people can be both, but I don't think we can have two people being both at the same time (laughs) (laughs) on the same panel.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about her. I know some people like her. I just, like, I can't, besides the time that she got in a fight with Megan, I can't really remember a good Tara Setmeyer moment.
1: I feel like Tara is like the safest bet. If they want to play it safe, it'll be her.
2: The uh, okay. Should I move on? Yeah. Okay. So after Tara in the middle, <laughs> I would put my problematic fave, Stephanie Grissom. I am. I know you have feelings about her that may differ from mine. Yes. But in talking about like Alyssa, mm-hmm. like I said. Her and Alyssa are very similar in background, but the difference is Stephanie knows that she did bad and Alyssa thinks that she's doing good. (laughs) (laughs) Because Stephanie is a former White House press secretary, comms director, Mm -hmm. and she also was a chief of staff for Melania. And
1: and she was the only comms director who never gave a press right. conference
2: right i actually was reading her like wikipedia today and there was like a quote from her being like i don't know i think the reporters are just using it to get famous honestly <laughs> like everyone's it just was trying like, to have that a was moment. the
1: main duty of her role And she never did it. And she's trying to say that she never did it because, like, like that's the reason why she never did it. She didn't want to give them the satisfaction of having that moment.
2: (laughs) Also, like, the first day that Stephanie came to co-host... Only, like, a few weeks prior had Anna been on CNN talking Mm. shit about Stephanie Mm -hmm. (laughs) and saying that her book and her, like, story that she's telling is a day late and a dollar short. So then cut Mm -hmm. to her being booked as the latest (laughs) co-host is, like, very funny. (laughs) I just think what Stephanie brings, and you may disagree, but for me... I find that she actually has a lot of charisma. I think her hair, her clothes, her makeup, her lip injections are visually very interesting to look at. And I think she weirdly has a level of authenticity Mm -hmm. about her and what she's trying to do here that makes her more likable even though you know you shouldn't like her i think she comes off as being like somewhat real like i think we all know that she's just trying to like make a buck and Mm -hmm. sell her book and provide for her gay son
1: (laughs) yeah there's a sadness and a desperation behind her eyes that for you it for you it makes you endeared to her And for me, it makes me have to close my eyes and go to sleep. (laughs) The combination of the desperation and also just like the tone of her voice. For me, it's hitting a frequency in my brain that actually puts me to sleep. So the number one reason why for me, she's my last pick is that it will become almost impossible for me to get through watching the view without Passing out if she is announced as the co-host.
2: That really surprises me. Especially, like, how she, like, evoked such strong reactions from Anna and from Sunny. Like, remember Mm -hmm. that episode where Sunny... Was like calling out Anna and Stephanie at the same time, yeah. being like, "I don't know why you and I don't know why you are still Republicans." <laughs> but I'm sorry,
0: I'm sorry. Well, I and have I a question for to both not of be you. Ever elected again? I have a well, question. Well, Listen, for maybe both for me you. it's a, a little personal second, because I, I a took attacks you. for four years. You're right. From people who worked okay, in that White House. But you're House. So Ladies, part of the Republican Party, that. and so are you. Yes. Which is bizarre to somebody like me. Well, if we're gonna talk, if we're gonna talk real, let's talk real. Why are you, as a Latina, still part? Of the Republican Party, because and why are you having seen it firsthand still part of the Republican Trump's Party? The Republican Party. Is he not? He's no. not. Uh, He's let not me find one. my car. No, but not, not, the no, I to Just you know, 80% you that. Of no. Let me of answer you that. No, let be. me
1: answer the question you posed. I know, and it put me right to sleep. <laughs> in the same way that I have a thing where, like, with if if action movies have too many like sequences of action. I will fall asleep because it acts as white noise for me. And so Stephanie is the exact same as that, where I just hear this white noise and I close my eyes and I go to sleep. And so maybe that's just a me thing and I'm the only person reacting to her this way. But the way that you find that Alyssa is boring and there's nothing there, that's how I feel about Stephanie.
2: I have seen like mixed reactions to her. I think... There's people like me who are like, I can't explain it, but Mm -hmm. like, I'm addicted to her. Mm -hmm. And then (laughs) there's other people who are just like, no, I don't want it. Mm -hmm. So I I don't know. I would be interested to hear like what people think about her. She reminds me
1: of like, I feel like Sutton Foster would foster. I don't even know her. (laughs) Mm. I feel like Sutton Foster would play her in a TV show about a single mom who's willing to do anything for her gay son.
2: That's the thing. This is why I like her because when she is getting called out and mm-hmm. they're like so why didn't you leave the Trump administration sooner? She is she gives a very like plain answer that is like I wanted to make money to provide mm-hmm. for my gay son. And she's like, and I know that that was bad and that was wrong, but that's yeah. my answer. And then when you look at someone like Alyssa, like that, w- that was a very simple answer and it may not be a good answer, but it, was, mm-hmm. uh, it felt real. Whereas like someone like Alyssa is going to give you like an essay, like a robotic yeah. essay on why she stayed and why she left when she left. And I think- that that's what i like about stephanie is because she just seems like a bit regular mm-hmm. it seems like she made some choices and kind of accidentally ended up in this position
1: yeah like i feel like if there was anything a little bit different in her life she'd be selling real estate yes. in your hometown On her
2: her Wikipedia page, it doesn't even say that she has a university degree. Like, I don't think that this is the life that Mm -hmm. she thought she was going to lead.
1: Yeah, she just stumbled into it. (laughs) She could have just been selling homes. (laughs) And And instead, she's on The View, (laughs) trying to explain to Sonny Austin why she's a Republican. <laughs> and I she doesn't even really know why.
2: No, no. and when <laughs> like when they do, there was like a day where they were having a little debate about like immigration, and she just kept saying instead of saying her view, she just kind of kept saying like, "But that's your opinion. Mm-hmm. That's your opinion, and I have a different opinion. <laughs> it's how I was raised."
1: But is she also from Arizona? Because she kept saying, "I'm from a." They were talking about immigration, and she kept saying, "I'm from a border state." And I just, it gave me kind of flashbacks of Megan always saying I'm from a border state. Like as if being from a border state gives you a completely different understanding. Like you were working the border. (laughs) If you're from a border state, you're you're working your like required 18 hours a week (laughs) at the border.
2: (laughs) Stamping the passports. Stamping
1: the passports. And you have a different level of understanding on immigration than anyone else in the country. (laughs)
2: Yeah. I also have found that Stephanie, more than any of the other guest co-hosts, has really opened up about her personal life. Mm-hmm. Like she has been strategic or taken a different strategy than some of the others, and that she's remembered to open up in the personal topics and not just the political ones. Like mm-hmm. we've heard so much about her dating and her dating life. and she's talked about, like weird, embarrassing relationship stories and things. So I think important.
1: She's- important (laughs) it
2: is (laughs) yeah it is (laughs) she's so i think like that is like something to note about her Mm -hmm. like she she is in it to win it i don't the thing is i don't think that she is right for the job Mm -hmm. but i just can't quit her (laughs) like i'm just when i see that it's a stephanie day i'm excited But ultimately, I don't think that she should get the job. Mm -hmm. I certainly am more interested from hearing from a 45-year-old single mom to a gay son than a 32-year-old married loser daughter of a (laughs) conspiracy theorist.
1: Yeah. I think like I like how light everything is with Alyssa, and I don't like how hearing about how desperate Stephanie is makes me feel it makes me feel sad. <laughs> so that's that's my takeaway from her.
2: I just know that when when Alyssa goes home at night, she's putting on Fox News, she's googling herself. She's like checking the Google alerts for all of her different names and when Stephanie goes home at night, she's like pouring a glass of wine she's putting on Love Island and <laughs> Kikiing with her son, yeah, okay. I will move on to the person that we've all been waiting for, the person that clearly deserves this job. Mm-hmm. I don't even know why these I don't even know why they bother because <laughs> the seat clearly belongs to Lindsey Granger. In my opinion. Okay. The seat is hers, and I think it's what the fans want. There's a movement. It's called the Power Grangers, acknowledged (laughs) by Lindsay herself on her Twitter today. Here's what I like about Lindsay. Okay. You can't find shit about Lindsay on the internet. Yeah. She's a nobody. (laughs) She's come from obscurity. She is not a former White House press secretary. She is Lindsey Granger, journalist, writer, producer, and host Mm -hmm. of The Daily Blast, a show that no one has ever heard of.
1: (laughs) The Daily Blast Live.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Which she co-hosts with Jeff Schroeder, former Big Brother contestant. Wow, okay. She's just a normal woman she's an exceptional mm-hmm. woman but she is of the people yeah and she does not even have a wikipedia page <laughs> like how incredible is that that they have found someone that is not mm-hmm. best friends with trump yeah. who does not have a wikipedia page who has but 8000 followers on twitter
1: i'm reading an article that is called who is lindsay granger um <laughs> and they said Lindsay's Instagram has an interesting description of her. She identifies herself as a production company owner, TV host, young Oprah, and world traveler. And the thing about all of those things is you can say that about yourself and no one can take that away from you. (laughs) Those are all true things. Yeah. And you can just say that and you become them so good for her and apparently she traveled to London to cover the royal wedding of Prince William and Kate Middleton but that could have just been for herself you can just go you can be a world traveler and go somewhere and take photos of it and post it on your Instagram live and you covered it that's not a lie
2: according to one of those same three articles that exist about her (laughs) she's married to a videographer so you know who's running camera for all of this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> work that she's doing all of this hosting yeah but i love that like she's not married to a hedge funder or a p- famous plagiarist she's or- a
1: self-made woman
2: yeah she's
1: young oprah
2: she's a young oprah yeah and I find she has a very, like, youthful energy about her. And so mm-hmm. I tried to look up her age, but you can't even look up her age. No, From article luck. to article, it says that she's roughly 34 to 37. <laughs> like, no one knows her age. Mm-hmm. In one article I found, it said she was dead. No. <laughs> I posted a screenshot of it on Twitter.
1: So not only is she a world traveler, but she has traveled between worlds. (laughs) The (laughs) living and the dead.
2: She got that from Sunny's book.
1: I do just want to say that a quick glance at her website will tell you that on her resume, her email is spelled wrong. Uh. So her own name is spelled wrong in her email address on her resume, on her website. She is a woman of mystery. (laughs)
3: You if
1: you want to contact her, you better figure out how to spell her name on your own. She's not going to spoon feed you.
2: <laughs> I can't judge her for that because I, too, have made that mistake. <laughs> but what I can do is I can try to let her know. <laughs> <laughs> we
1: can try to, to DM her. and Which I don't her.
2: think will be too hard because she yeah. has 8000 followers. <laughs> But these are all of these things are not reasons to drag her. These are reasons that I celebrate her, and that I think yeah. this is very refreshing to have someone who is just a a begin a burgeoning TV host. like mm-hmm. that's all she is. She's a journalist and she's trying to be a host, and she doesn't have all this baggage. So it's great. Yeah. I think there's been many times that in comparison to someone like Alyssa or Stephanie, when they have these conservative hosts on, a lot of times they don't actually go very hard on Biden
1: because
2: yeah. they like Biden. Yeah. A lot of Republicans like Biden. Mm-hmm. Even Megan McCain, like, had a personal friendship with Biden at one point. Yeah. But Lindsey hates Biden, and she calls Biden out all the time to the point that, like, I find myself rooting for Lindsay because as soon as she says anything about Biden, it riles everyone up so much, especially Whoopi. And it's very exciting to see. And it's kind of like what I've been wanting someone to do for a while because – we know that Biden is a very touchy thing for these hosts. They love him. So mm-hmm. to have someone come in and like shake the table like that, it's so refreshing to watch.
1: She has the ability out of everyone else who has been guest hosting, I've found she has the ability to like really rile them up and really get under their skin. And it almost seems like sometimes they're frustrated when they're arguing with her because, because she she's is a good. good... Yeah, she can argue and her points aren't just based on being a trump worker or being a a worker for trumps <laughs> one of the workers one of many the many workers for trumps or being a super religious person or you know what i mean like her yeah. arguments aren't based on something that they can kind of just dismiss and like almost laugh at because she's making it not that i agree with her but it's like she's actually arguing with them meeting them on a level that they Are at. Yeah. And so it really gets under their skin. But I, my personal thing is like, I don't know how enjoyable that will be to watch forever. Like, if they're always riled up.
2: I find they, well, like, one of the things that I like about her is I find she is so quick to diffuse it, like, and laugh it off. Like, she'll get into it with them, but then she, has like a sense of humor about her almost where Mm -hmm. I find like it'll get heated but then at the end of the episode she'll be like laughing and being like that was so crazy like we were really going at it like (laughs) like she really seems to like get it like I feel like yes they might fight in hot topics but I do think she really has the ability to kind of bring it back to a friendly place after Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that comes from her just being kind of like, she doesn't feel like the pressure that like yeah. maybe other guest hosts do. And I do. also
1: think that she's like more level-headed because she's a regular person and because she has a lot of experience in in choosing this field of work. She has experience working with a lot of people of a lot of different political backgrounds. And you're not going to get ahead if you're always like, creating a hostile environment for people when you're trying to have a conversation with them. Yeah. So I think it might be that as well. I think that she should be the front runner for a lot of the reasons why you said, but also it's just really nice to not have someone who's like affiliated with having worked for Trump. Like, yeah, why does it have to be someone who worked
2: from the white house? F- exactly.
1: Like that's such a bizarre uh, reason to be choosing guest hosts and it also is like it's not like as if any of the other one any of the other co-hosts have worked in the white house for a democratic president you know what i mean so it's like it puts the conservative in this weird place where they're always having to defend their time spent working with trump as opposed to being able to just talk about things as a republican
2: and they use that to like validate their points Yeah. But like Lindsay's not using, can't do that to validate her points. She just has Mm -hmm. to come up with full sentences that make sense. And (laughs) as opposed to being like, well, I saw it firsthand. Exactly. The other like layer to this that I think that is really interesting that Lindsay brings is she's also a black woman. And I think what's cool is seeing her. And Whoopi and Sunny, the three of them to all have like very different views on things, and watching Mm -hmm. like Lindsay be a black person of a completely different viewpoint. Mm -hmm. And if she were to join the panel, it would be the first time that there's ever been a majority people of color panel on the view. And I think obviously like we talked about how like we think if Barbara was there and making the decisions there probably would have already been a transgender person on the panel like we would Mm -hmm. be seeing progress on the panel yeah but i think something has stopped with that and i think this is something that would be kind of like a big deal for the view even though it's not like as groundbreaking in 2022 (laughs) as it was when barbara put sherry and Whoopi both on the panel yeah but it still is something that you could look at the panel and say like, there's only two white people there for the first time ever.
1: Like it's certainly not something for them to be patting themselves on the back for, because this is a long time coming and it shouldn't be like something that we're still waiting to happen with them. But it is a step forward. We don't need, we've had like these, like we've had these young white conservative women on. Do we really need to have another young white, trump like conservative as the representative like no
2: no let's put someone who can actually shake the table and who we're still gonna like want to laugh with and have fun with yeah because we don't hate her because she doesn't have any baggage if we end up hating her it's because of something she said and did on the show (laughs) it's not because (laughs) she sold her her soul yeah it's not because
1: her father or her husband or any one else directly related to her owns a transphobic conservative website. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: And every time she comes on, like, I'm just interested to learn more about her. I wish that if she comes back that they can, like, kind of, like, I would love for her to talk more about her life. Because mm-hmm. out of everyone, like, she's a mystery, but she's the being the most successful on the show that I've seen anyone be in that seat In a very long time. Mm -hmm. So go Power Grangers. (laughs) Go, go Power Grangers, you could even say. Anything else to say about Lindsay? Feels so disgusting that we devoted so much time talking about Alyssa, Farrah, Griffin.
1: (laughs) Because there's a lot to take in with her.
2: Yeah. Because of the the style. The tanning is a lot to take in.
1: (laughs) The fact that she is still going strong, like, was still guest hosting this week, like, there's something going on. There's something in the water.
2: There's someone that she knows at ABC that is <laughs> pushing her forward yeah. or something.
1: Or, like, sh- maybe, like, gas. I know gas is really high right now. Maybe she just, like, lives closest to the <laughs> studio. And so it just <laughs> makes the most sense from a budget point of view to have her Uber in as opposed to anyone else.
2: Yeah, she's actually walking distance.
1: That's gotta be it, because I'm racking my brain looking for any other reason.
2: I don't get it. And I'm (laughs) disturbed by it. And I can't imagine, like, if she were to get the job, like, I just can't imagine how I would go forward as a fan of the show.
1: That's how I feel with Stephanie. So I think they both need to cancel each other out and just go with the obvious choice of Lindsay.
2: Well, on that note, <laughs> that settles it. <laughs> I am very interested to hear what the listeners think. So, I don't know if people wanted to maybe send us a voice memo and tell us who's your fave or, like, are we missing something? Are we missing someone? Mm-hmm. I would be very interested to hear, and we will do another episode and incorporate those if anyone wants to send. Although I will say like, if you send one, try to keep it to just one coat, like one person. Um, mm-hmm. Like send one to talk about Lindsay or send one to talk about Alyssa. Don't send one to talk about all of them <laughs> because that would be too long. <laughs>
1: So you have to, you actually have to pick a side. (laughs) Yeah, pick Pick a side. Pick one person who you want to either fight for or against.
2: And if you're fighting for Tafoya, (laughs) you know what? No, I still want to hear it.
1: (laughs) I want to hear it because I'd love to hear why.
2: Okay, so we came back, we conquered, we talked about who should get the job.
1: And if anyone has an Expedia or a trip advisor, um, coupon air code miles. that we can air miles that we can use for our Bahamas flights, please slide into my DMs with that info.
2: Slide into at Marie69. Slide into
1: Lindsay at LindsayGranger.com.
2: <laughs> um okay, so we're gonna go. We will be back much sooner next time mm-hmm. than last time. It'll be the first time since the last time that we will be back. <laughs> and so until then, I hope everyone takes care of themselves, has a very happy pride, and takes a little time to enjoy
1: having an LGBTQ person in their family
2: and doing it so gracefully. <laughs> Hit it, Abby. That's
0: all, bro. Hey. Listen up, Queens. We're bringing husband back. We're